0: Hello and welcome to The Breakdown, your short, sweet and digestible guide to public policy issues facing the country today. I'm your host, Brian Phillips with the Texas Public Policy Foundation. For more information on today's topic and just about any issue that you might read, tweet, post or hear about, check us out online at TexasPolicy.com. So today we're going to, on The Breakdown, we're going to take off our policy hat and we're going to go behind the scenes of the conservative movement to talk about an exciting new project preparing for the next administration. With us is Paul Danz. Paul's the director of the 2025 Presidential Transition Project at the Heritage Foundation. I'll give you a little bit of his background and you'll see why he's why he's the why he's the director. Paul served as the Trump administration served in the Trump administration as the chief of staff at the U.S. Office of Personnel Management, where he managed the federal agency in charge of human resources policy for more than two million federal workers. He also served as OPM's White House liaison and worked integrally with the White House Office of Presidential Personnel to staff the approximately 4,000 presidential employees across the federal government. Paul, thanks for joining the show.
1: Thank you, Brian. It's a pleasure to be with you and your listeners.
0: All right. Well, so Paul, if the conservative movement had a mothership, right, or an, or a headquarters, it would probably be the Heritage Foundation, right?
1: Well, you know, we certainly we're going on our fiftieth year, so um, <laughs> this is a tremendous organization. But it's really um, the the evolution of it and the membership is really and it's and it's long reached not just here in Washington but across the country that enables so us to. Um, bring a project like 2025
0: to life. So we'll, we'll get into that in just a sec. So it's probably a a fitting place, you know, to be spearheading this project 2025, which is a a national coalition to help identify and train the next generation of individuals who will be running government and implementing policy and all of that. Um, So tell us a little bit about project 2025. Tell us about what it is um, and what you hope to achieve.
1: Yeah, no, you're right about heritage. We, you know, thanks to to our our donors and members and and board um we we do have um you know a sizable uh set of resources to undertake a project like this the the project really is to make sure we're ready to go day 1 January 20th 2025 when the new president is sworn in the conservatives are ready, they're trained, they're aligned, and they're really moving out as special operators to seize the levers of power and and get our agenda going early. Um, This is a a project that takes so many people to come together and prepare in advance um, that it can't just be run by one, um, you know, think tank or organization. So here at Heritage, we're really using our convening power and our resources to um, bring the movement together. We've, we've rounded up now 50 plus of what we call our Board of Advisors on this project, one of which is obviously a Texas Public Policy Foundation. So these are the leading conservative organizations in the country, and we're all joining forces essentially um, to make sure that, that our movement is ready to go. Um,
0: Yes. So there's nothing wrong with you know planning ahead. I mean, I think everybody says you know you, you got to have if you're going to do something right, you got to you got to plan ahead for it. Uh, so that, that I think for most of our listeners, that'll that'll definitely make sense. But was there some special impetus uh, for this particular project um, now? I mean, it really feels like. You know, for having having been part of the project now for for a few months, it feels like there's special emphasis on this specifically going into you know what could be the next administration. What was the what was the impetus for the project?
1: Well, you know, I think it was, uh, and I was in the and with the pleasure to serve on the President Trump in the last administration. But for me personally, um, as an outsider, not someone from Washington, I was an attorney in private practice and uh, commercial litigation in New York City for years, breaking into Washington and understanding how things work was extremely difficult. There was no central portal where one would say, oh, this has been my ambition or hope in life to kind of go to Washington and, and serve. How do I do this exactly? Um, so, from my personal perspective, it was it was finding a way into Washington and then learning how it works, so like and learning to point the way. Um, as as far as the the vision, I think it's really a credit to our new president here at Heritage, Doctor Kevin Roberts, who um, came on Heritage maybe six months prior, and as he kind of set the table for his. His, his administration, he said, you know, conservatives have to focus and we're, we're late in the day here. This is, we're coming on the 11th hour. Time is, is drawing short. And, and we are now every day witnessing the devastation that a, that a Biden administration and, and Democratic Congress has kind of foisted on us. So um, we can't afford to be um, at one another's throats in the conservative movement. We need to take this time to kind of unify, to distill out our areas of common agreement and then really start chipping away at this administrative state. It's a very, very complicated um, machinery up here in Washington. And it's capable of, of being reverse engineered. And But that takes time and it takes alignment and it takes resources. So um, that the real impetus is hope. You know, we're, we're letting the American people know that we're on the job, we're going to be ready day one, and we're inviting you to come to Washington. The, the hope, aspiration of this project is really to bring Ms. Miss, Miss Smith, Mr. Smith to come to Washington. If you're listening to this and you have an aspiration of one day, um, you know, changing the federal government in some regard for the better, um, this is hopefully the beginning of your voyage. But what we're going to do here is take a, a first time ever systematic approach to um, prepping for the next administration. And um, I can describe basically if you like the. The outlines well, of
0: the Yeah, I want to get to some of the details in a second, but I want to skip. You know, one of your major points that you just made. I want to kind of jump into that. Is is you know, there's no posting for these jobs, right? I mean, you know, for for a lot of people, you know, how you know if you if you saw that you know the, the undersecretary for policy at the Department of Interior, like there's no you know there's no job posting for this. So you know, you worked in in at the Office of uh, Personnel Management, and you know, you worked in with hand in hand with presidential personnel. I mean, can you can you go into kind of how that works in general, and maybe you know if you've if you've identified some deficiencies there, what is different about what what you're going to do and what the coalition is going to do uh, that will that will you know bring to light, I guess, these opportunities for people to get into government that way. Like, what's what's that process like?
1: Sure. No, um, I think you almost have to step back and understand what the federal government is, and I can tell you as somebody you just picked up the paper, read, Bright bar, you know, kind of sat there on uh, the kitchen island and kind of got frustrated every day, kind of reading the news. It's like, well, how, why is this getting done in the federal government? And, and you step back and you, you know, you have to understand that this is, you know, we're talking about the executive branch, one of our three, you know, article two of the constitution there, you know, obviously three branches of government, but how exactly, are these decisions made and who makes them there is you know that we said 2.2 approximately civilian uh, civil service workers in the federal government and they you can think more or less of them as having kind of a tenure they are ostensibly hired through through civil service competition in in what's called USA jobs so those those jobs are posted but um they are not supposed to be the policy people. They, they are basically supposed to be executing on policy and, and kind of doing the day-to-day work. Um, when we elect a president, it's based on a n- series of promises to the voter who sends, by virtue of that election, a mandate to take the helm of government and run it in the direction that the, that the electorate just directed. So that can only be done through political appointees. Now, think of the political appointees. That's 4,000 people sitting on top of a group of 2.4 million. That's an extraordinary task to try to manage and direct them. The jobs for the political appointees are not advertised. Those are they're selected at the pleasure of the president. So. It takes both an understanding of how the organizations are built. There's hundreds of government agencies. There's principal ones, which form the cabinet. But then there's also a series of what have been called traditionally independent agencies. But those can also be staffed by presidential appointees. But those jobs basically uh, uh, began on, on election on the inauguration day on January 20th and you serve at the pleasure of the president based on your performance. The president gets reelected. You might stay on. You might also be moved around from agency to agency, but there's a series of types of jobs. Typically people look at something called the plum book, which if you Google online, you'll find it's put out by my old office, the office of personal management and through uh, congressional committees. And it lists essentially the senior positions in government. Some cases, it denotes that this is a career official. In other cases, it will denote that it's a presidential appointee. Mm -hmm. Then in other cases, it may be a presidential appointee with Senate confirmation. Mm -hmm. So there's a series of types of of people who can fill these jobs. Um, What we are principally looking at now are the presidential appointee jobs and the presidential appointee jobs with Senate confirmation.
0: And why specifically and, and why specifically those jobs uh, in, in particular? Are those just those are the ones that can have the most influence or those are the ones that the, you know, obviously the president appoints or what's the reason for, for just those specific jobs?
1: Those those are the jobs where you are the manager and you have to ensure that the that the agenda is being carried out according to, you know, the president's dictates. So this is really where policy is made. Um, these jobs range in in. You know, they can be everything from a general counsel or an attorney to a communications officer, a budget person, a confidential assistant, um, someone who 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 can write regulations or um, someone who can set up events. There's a there's a various um, various types of positions. Um, and they range from anyone out of college to even the most senior manager, um, you know, someone who has had great experience running teams of people or large budgets. So there's kind of everything in between various agencies. You take an agency like the housing department of housing and urban development. Typically there, um, you know, it might be on the order of 7,000 employees, or maybe even more across the whole United States. Um, that agency typically might only have 150 political appointees. These political appointees are going to be spread out among various offices at the department, really at the top level of management. But they may be directing forty or fifty career staff underneath them. So,
0: so how does? Yeah. So well, sorry, let's get in, but just. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, for those types of jobs, I mean, first of all, what you're describing really does sound like a daunting task. I mean, for to be able to hire, uh, you know, 150 individuals to manage, uh, you know, 7,000 spread out across the country. um, It really does sound like a daunting task, which I guess gets to your point that, you know, that's why the movement needs to act now to start to identify who those potential people might be. But then also a part of this is training as well. could you talk a little bit about um, about what what you know the coalition will be doing and what the project will be doing uh, to help train these individuals so that they're ready to go on day one uh, to manage these massive bureaucracies?
1: Sure. Now we've we've and I can explain the other branches in, in further detail, but we conceive of our project in really four pillars. And the first is going to be coming out with a policy book that basically, sets the stage of what conservatives think about various agencies really uh, across the government to the way to think about DOD, the way you might reform or even eliminate the Department of Education and, and kind of down the line. Second, we're building a, a database that is what, you know, hopefully some of your listeners may be building out profiles. You can think of that as a uh, conservative LinkedIn where folks will be able to, um, build their profile, and, and really express their particular interest and skill set and be under consideration for appointment to various jobs as well, they will be able to, to go into what we call a training academy. And this is particularly to your question is, the training academy is to help people know what to do before they get on the job. So it's not learning on the job, it's being being prepared <clears throat> to go in. And basically start day one. These are not like any sort of private sector or even, um, uh, you know, 501c3 or, or nonprofit type work you may have done, or if you're working in a, in a school or a university or any sort of job. Government is unlike anything else. So um, it's important to learn, you know, the way things work, not only the budgeting process or how you might. Um, you know, work with, with career officials, like, but also, um, how you're going to really accomplish a task. There are Mm -hmm. so many landmines to be aware of. And, um, typically people have kind of had a sink or swim and the hope with these videos, they're going to be on demand videos and eventually conferences is to have people who've been in government, give you, give you the training, give you the talking points, some, some homework and reading assignments, but give you a little bit more comfort about how you would do your job. And we also want to tell people in Washington, hey, this might be, you know, simple mechanics, like, hey, you're thinking about moving to Washington. Here's how you you might want to relocate. Here's what solutions could be for, for your young children going to school. And this is mm-hmm. essentially the timing. This is how much money you might expect to make, and all these kind of other considerations that people would want to put in their brain and plan for a move like this. So if
0: someone's, in, if someone's listening to this right now, I mean, and getting excited about, you know, all the support that, that the conservative movement is going to give, you know, the next generation of folks to be running the government, what do they do now? Like, what do they do right now to, to get involved? Is there a list they can put their name on or is there someplace where they can start, uh, you know, submitting their information? How do they get involved?
1: Sure, they can go to project2025.org, which is our... Um, our landing page. We are in the process of developing a much fuller website, but initially they can indicate and sign up for, um, for additional kind of, um, inquiries and emails back and forth. We are going to be rolling out here in very short orders, the first of our training videos. So they'll get an email when those are live and we expect those to be live, maybe within the next two weeks. Um, Mm -hmm. we are going to be, um, building a data set and, and we're going to be inviting these folks who have signed up to create their profiles likely, um, by mid March going forward. And that'll be the opportunity to really build out your page, upload your social media, kind of take background, um, surveys and, and describe yourself personally and really, and really make yourself attractive. And eventually when you've completed the training and learned we want to kind of put you to work ahead of time, um, <laughs> assisting. Essentially, you, you get your hands dirty here on a volunteer basis. You're going to look at a various department that we we were considering you for, and and help plan uh, what to do when you get there. So that mm-hmm. could be everything from looking at reversing some Biden administration regulations or drafting a potential regulation um, that we would we would um, promulgate. Uh, as well as, you know, just really tracking what this agency's doing. We're looking at, at potential reorganization strategies all the way down the line. Um, and there'll be, there'll be a task for everyone. So, um, really that sort of familiarity will hope some help someone who's in our database, who's taken the training and now maybe worked on the various department to, to really put his or her resume at the top of the pile for. For when these jobs get selected, and following.
0: Um, I love that. I love that comparison of a conservative LinkedIn. I mean, that's really what it sounds like you guys are trying to build, or that the coalition is is all trying to build. Um, so while we have a couple minutes left, um, so this is great. We we really kind of broke down uh, what what the the project is all about and and what you know how people can get involved. But now take me to you know the next administration to you know January twenty first. You know, fingers crossed, twenty twenty five. Um, you know what does that? What does the vision look like? Like, uh, you know what? What would the hundred? If this project is successful, what would the first hundred and eighty days look like of a, of the next administration?
1: Well, we talk in broad strokes about some of the, the, the mission of, of our of our of our agenda, and the primary one is really deconstructing the administrative state. That is. Sometimes called the deep state, but it's really this kind of permanent bureaucracy that stands outside of political control. So, that that is fundamental. People may not realize how much every day of their life is shaped by various regulations that have been enacted by essentially unelected bureaucrats. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like major policy things, you know, you you look at it. The our our conservative we come at it by really you know, restoring American power and energy, rejecting climate extremism. Um, you know, we want to promote pro-growth economic policy, but we also want to hold big tech and big pharma and big, big business accountable. Um, we want to make children and family the centerpiece, restore that to the centerpiece of American life. We, um, you know, we're very critical about this Marxist ideology that's been infused in our federal government and, and really is contracting as everything from the CRT and the DEI and and the the uh the gender um policies so deconstructing that and really ripping it out root and branch from mm-hmm. from the federal government well um, Paul it's you know. it, it's
0: it definitely sounds like a. I mean, it's a very exciting uh, project that that um, you know. I guess including us at TPPF, we're all uh, involved in. Uh, it certainly seems like a very uh, ambitious and bold plan uh, to fix government, really to to right size government, um, and in a way that you know where it actually works for the American people instead of against them. Um, and and because it is so so you know daunting, um, you guys are obviously right to start start ahead. So that's why we're out here talking about it, not here promoting. It. Um, so again, if you want to get more information on that, um, go to project2025.org. Um, uh, Paul Dans, uh, the director of the Presidential Transition Project at the Heritage Foundation, thank you so much for being with us today.
1: Thank you, Brian. We're very pleased that TPPF is part of our coalition. And thanks well, thank to you your
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, uh, again, if you want to find out more about anything that we've talked about here today, of course, uh, you can always go to TexasPolicy.com. That's our website. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thank you.